Once upon a time, there were three little girls who went to the police academy. each assigned very hazardous duties. But I took them away from all that, and now they work for me. My name is Charlie. Welcome back, Dylan. You're such a typical rebellious Pisces, always out to prove how tough and independent you are, and you couldn't even make it one day on your own, could you? Someone reminded me that every angel is unique. And I knew it was you. Who else has contacts in Mongolia? Could hack the Halo failsafe and hire a surfer as an assassin. The same astrological phenom who would refer to a motocross rider with a lion on his helmet as Leo. Very well done. Very impressive, really. I mean, you've got it all figured out. And now I'm going to really enjoy knocking those halos right off your heads. But you're an angel. No, you just don't get it. I don't take orders from a speaker box anymore. I work for myself. Well, your boss sucks. Ah, <laughs> the angel's ass kicking pose. I have to admit, seeing the three of you like that does give me this little twinge. Of nostalgia for the old days. But back then, it was a little bit different. You see, when I was an angel, we used guns. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hello. Hi there, listeners. We're back for another week. My name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are, are the movies that made us gay. Pete, can yes. you believe this is episode 30? Is it now? 30. Wow. This podcast, 30 episodes. I can't believe it. That's exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. I love that. Well, we've got a good episode today, as Great usual. episode, yeah. What do we have? Oh, so we watched Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, directed by Mick G, written by John uh, R. Yes. August. McGee. With our friend of the pod, Lola Chi. Yay. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, Welcome to the show, Lola. <laughs> we have a reception <laughs> for you. Wow, look at all these people There's here. There's so many. Oh, oh you gosh. guys can stop now. All right, Quiet stop, down. stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so we watched Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yes, we did. Yes. A movie series that Pete and I have been obsessed with pretty much since we met. Yes. yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, I know these movies like the back of my hand. Uh, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do Charlie's Angels or Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. This movie is the more, I mean, it's just bigger, it's better. Oh, it's, it's, full, it's throttle. full throttle. It's, <laughs> this movie is on at 10, and it does not like take its foot off the gas yeah. for an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. No, even the, even the ending credits are oh. cranked up to yeah. 50. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the first one started off... Mm-hmm. The same way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Even just from the Columbia logo, just going right into the flames. Yeah. And this one <laughs> takes it to that next level, too. Sure. I mean, next level. Yeah. God. I mean, it's not the type of movie that studios like to make anymore, too. 
And with the whole fallout of the Elizabeth Banks, Charlie's Angels, which Pete and I did see and we liked. Yes, I I liked it too. Yeah. It was it was definitely not the original, no. but I think hey. it's one of those movies that I've seen a lot of people have opinions on it without actually having seen it. Too. Yes. Have you been running into that? I mean, I was going into the movie just like, oh, Kristen Stewart. Right? Yes. And I thought yeah. Kristen Stewart was great in the movie. She was amazing. I thought she was awesome for the very the very first trailer I saw. I was like, wow, Kristen Stewart. Oh, she sold it for this me. This is like next level, Kristen Stewart. I like, was, I'm loving it. Ugh. And she Kristen so f- Stewart's like playing the, she's like the Kate Jackson angel who can like change your tire and then kick your ass because you didn't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. I just love just the whole vibe that she gives in the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, we, I mean, we have to talk about just this, what you mean by the style of this movie. This movie is a music video. Mm-hmm. You know? That's exactly what it is. And it's Mick, so aesthetic. Yeah. And very fitting because Mick G comes from music it videos. Was, oh. mm-hmm. It was hard to find clips because there's so much music that anytime there was dialogue, there was always a song underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just like, cut into songs because like the the cues were part of the drama he used all the music cues as score you know and so a lot of times the clips would have to be really long to like include these 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 uh, song breaks and things yeah mcgee came from videos and he came from videos at a time when music videos were like extravagantas. Like he had like dancing girls and people in like silver and gold body paint Mm -hmm. and people on trapeze. Do you know what music videos he's directed? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, He did uh, a lot of Smash Mouth, a lot of Sugar Ray. Uh, He did the big, he did like All Star. I think he did Walking on the Sun. Oh my gosh, All Star. (laughs) Which are very, um, (laughs) that like, sepia color yeah that the the colors are very bright very They're filtered. super saturated yes, super filtered. Sa- yeah, yeah yeah he did um i know he did uh some chili peppers but like that early 2000s late 90s probably did like era. californication um that was before that oh um yeah, McGee just has a very like OC vibe to him, almost an IE vibe to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our non-California listeners, <laughs> <laughs> we mean Orange County and Inland Empire. And there's some major Southern California references in these movies too. Mm-hmm. Like they're so Californian. Yes, they it's really like are. yeah, it's like if California was an amusement park. Yes. And you're making all of the stops to, you're going to the pier, you're going to Venice, you're going to Santa Monica, you're going to yeah. Huntington Beach. It yeah. looks nicer that. than yeah. it is. It does. He does make it look very beautiful, <laughs> very it, it clean. It makes me want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, even in the first movie, just like uh, the Foster Freeze drive through, and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's the one in Eagle Rock. Um mm-hmm. You know, in this movie, there's the the observatory and, you know, all these uh, Hollywood Highlander, the Chinese theater. All Very iconic California set pieces. Yes. yes. And he also made, uh, because Los Angeles is the city of angels and there's Charlie's angels and there's a lot of angel references throughout. So some of it's on the nose, but I think it's all in fun and they're just they're fun movies. Like you just can't take them. At, they know what they are. Yes. 
you have to take them at face value. Mm-hmm. They're they're big music video productions, and he's throwing in references from movies, TV shows, music videos. You know, he was a guy in his thirties that came from like MTV, and this is this is what we got, and I like it. <laughs> so uh, I always like to start the episodes. Do we remember where we were when we first saw Charlie's Angels Full Throttle? Oh, God. Lola, do you want to go first? (laughs) Yeah, man. I was, God. I think I was like 10 years old when this came out. I was a baby. Yeah. Um, And I think, honestly, this is one of the movies that actually did make me gay. Because I feel (laughs) like I was just like toddler Lola in the theater looking up and like, they're all like, they're all like little action figures. Yeah. Like little dolls. Yeah. And like, they're like slapping each other's ass and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) you can do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So I saw this movie at the Judith theater in Lewistown just, just with some friends of mine. Yeah. Did you like it more than the first one where you just like, it's everything I wanted. I think I like the first one more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think that was my initial reaction sure. to it. And it's also a movie that I've grown to appreciate with time with each watch. Uh-huh. I kind of appreciate a little more of how fun it is. Because these mo- this movie in particular is like opening up a package of Skittles. <laughs> yeah. And just eating like one by one. They're just sweet and colorful. <laughs> I would say it's just, just eating the whole bag at once. Just ex- <laughs> it's just an explosion of color and fun. I remember reading a review and I don't remember if it was LA times or EW, but the, but the critic referred to the movies as referred to it as a potato chip of a movie. I think that was Owen Gleiberman from entertainment. (laughs) It's funny that you remember that too. I think it was on the box. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't recall seeing this one in the theater. I know I did. I probably saw it with my friend, Matt Earhart, but I know I want to tell a funny story about seeing the first one I saw in the theater with some friends. And then I saw it a second time because my friend David and I were at the block at Orange and we were meeting some people and somebody ended up, it w- there were going to be like crazy late and like times shifted and things got screwed up and me and David were already there and we're like, well, we can see a movie. And I was like, Charlie's Angels was good. I'd see it again. <laughs> And just let that in there yeah. casually. And so we went and he's like, okay. And so we went and we saw it. And it's this thing on the plane where they're like jumping out of the airplane. It's the opening scene with LL Cool with J, LL J, yeah. cool J and like yep. all this nonsense. And it cuts from the like Charlie's Angels like. And then it cuts into the like. And I remember my friend David sitting next to me going, oh my God. <laughs> He was just like, this is the type of movie this is. Bring me to. And that's the thing. It's like, I took my straight guy friend to see this movie, and he was just like, why am I watching this? Yeah. And I'm like, it's fun. (laughs) And I'm like, there's pretty girls in it. And he's like, yeah, but they're. They're pretty, but like they're weird, pretty girls. Like Drew Barrymore is sexy, I guess. You know, like I feel like guys my age grew up with her. So there's that thing where it's like, yeah, she's sexy, but she's still Drew. Yeah. You know? Well, they're all sexy in their own yes. special way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a woman, if Cameron Diaz came up to me and was like, hey, like, do you want to hang out? I would definitely not say no. Right. So. I mean, she could buy and sell us all. That's yeah. sh- that Shrek money. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she last made the remake of Annie, and she hasn't worked since. Oh, I didn't even see that. I uh, forgot that that was yeah, a thing. Yep. Yeah. So but that's, I mean, that's a conscious choice on her part. Yeah. I think she's just like, I don't have to work. I'm just going to be married to one of the good Charlotte twins. And I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking about Drew, and I think it's important to mention that a lot of Charlie's Angels came from flower films and getting this movie made yes. from her. Yes. Because I know that she said in interviews that the 70s Aaron Spelling show is a big part of her up. Of her upbringing, and right. she always really loved though, like the idea of the show that Charlie took these women out of like working desk jobs at police stations, and he like gave them something to do. Right? Yeah. Like he was able to give these powerful women, like, kind of these like kick-ass jobs. And yeah. uh, we know it's Drew who has very strong feelings about gun control. Mm-hmm. That made it a point that the angels don't use guns, that they use kung fu. I I love that more. <laughs> like as was, I watch it, I'm yeah. like, oh. And this, this was just great. coming off of the six, the wild success of the Matrix too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they made the first one, and I think that they got the Matrix fight choreographer right. They did, but yeah, like you were saying, it's really cool to just watch it, and it just even to this day, you're just like, okay, that's super. That's just a very interesting choice. Yeah. Like they granted it was coming off the matrix and they got the matrix stunt guys and the wire team. And that was just, could have just been a cool aesthetic choice, Mm -hmm. but it it goes deeper than that. And they just specifically don't use guns Mm -hmm. at all. And it's a character point in this movie that this angel from like, I would say Madison Lee was an angel in like the middle eighties. Yeah. Like a brat pack angel. Yeah. Because I take oh it that God. she's like a, she's like a version of Demi Moore. That's kind of what I think Mick G was going for. Uh-huh. Was like a brat pack, uh, Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Sure, because well, all I'm... of all of kind of there's a whole universe of angels. Well, yeah, the idea in this movie is set up that they've that the original three or six however many there were in the yeah. run of the of the tv well, series the, that they exist and that the agency has just been continuing with three at a time you know since then it just evolves mm-hmm. as one leaves and one comes in and that's also a big character or a big emotional beat in this movie of of uh cameron diaz's character she's not alex she's um dylan no, Dylan is no, Drew. That's... Natalie. Natalie. Yes. Yeah. That Natalie and Pete <laughs> are moving in together and she might quit. And and Dylan just being like, No, it has to be the three of us. Yeah. Which is kind of it's it's a fun it's a fun little like thread that, that that's going throughout the movie. We should we should set up the three angels and they're kind of like their powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause they each kind of have like something that they're specifically mm-hmm. good at. Right. And I remember watching the first movie and seeing like MTV, you know, news and like mm-hmm. just little things and them talking about like what their gig was. So Drew is Dylan. And what do you think Drew's, what do you think Dylan's like? Like shtick is. Yeah. She's definitely like the tomboy of yes, the group. I mean, sure. when she comes out with that Bowie makeup right? as yeah. a wrestler, yeah. oof. And all of, um, when they have their cute little beginning sting, like from the TV show, yeah. 
all of Drew's was is she that was like she, punk. she grew up like a wild child. Yeah. 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 She was like a girl on the streets. Yeah. Definitely. She's seen it all. Yeah. It doesn't take no yeah. for an answer. Yeah. So I feel like. And I love her wardrobe in this yeah. movie. Yeah. In this movie, she's got like the low rise, yes. like bell bottoms with like a rock and roll band t shirt and like. I remember modeling my look after her <laughs> and like going into school in like yeah. the 2000s and everyone was like. What is this girl? Who does she Hell, think she I is? I mean, I would. I almost <laughs> model my look after Dylan Saunders in the, in this movie. Yes, her look in this movie is re- it's very specific. It and is it's that rocker, like yeah, just very androgynous kind of a look. Yeah, the first movie there were some issues with her hair. It was like there were two yeah. perfect curls on each side, and then the rest was straight. Yeah. <laughs> was oh, is that a thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you look at it, it's like it's weird. Interesting. And There's, now in this movie, it's just she just has like rocker girl hair. It's just like a wavy yeah. kind of yeah. a longer shag. I do like that when they go undercover as the motocross girls. Yes. She gets the Pat Benatar yes. hair. Yes. Well, it's like a oh, Pat Benatar mullet. That. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes in the entire yes. movie. Oh, that motocross yeah. scene. No, yeah. It's awesome. The stunts. I would also say that Dylan is, she's like the most, like we're saying, she's the most street smart. And I would say she's more of like a, like a street fighter. Mm-hmm. Like they're fighting styles. She's more like Street Fighter ish. She usually gets brawler. the best. She usually gets the best uh, fight scenes. Yeah. of the movies too. Well, I mean, one could say that Cameron gets the best fight scenes because Cameron gets a lot of really cool wire work because she's yeah. so tall and thin. That's true. She gets a lot of like she they got could, like the triple kick from they could in the first movie. She got some neo moves mm-hmm. in the first movie. She got a triple kick where she like jumped. And like kicked a dude three times in the face in the air and then like landed mm-hmm. on her. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of from the first movie when she's tied up in the chair. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has, gets that whole. Fight she gets scene. that whole fight that's scene. A great yep. scene. Yeah, and that's her like using her wits to get out of like being mm-hmm. tied up, like ten dudes in the room, and she's like the last man standing. So you always mention that you think that Dylan is like the head angel. She's the I, leader to, of them. To me, I, I feel like that. Dylan is like she's like the Super Mario. She's got like a little bit. She's good at uh, almost. She's the everything. Jerry Hollowell yes. of the group. <laughs> she's she's a ginger. Yeah, true. She's a token g- ginger. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just take. I always took it that if the three of them are like out on their own on a case or a mission or whatever, I feel like she's the one that's going to be like Colin. The shot, yeah, you know, because like then we have, um, she kind of wrangles them all. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, and she's almost—I guess she's the most level-headed. I mean, she's she's like unlucky in love in the first movie, and also, yeah, because I was gonna say she's the one that can't hold down a man. Yeah, yeah, because she's introduced, <laughs> but she don't need no man. She's introduced with Tom Green. Oh, geez, and we know how that go, how that went from <laughs> real Chad. life, like. I think married for not even a year. I mean, yeah, that was that was clearly just like you guys. We have to write a role for Tom. He's so funny. And it's like, oh, He's so right. great. And then she had uh, the whole fling with Sam Rockwell, the villain of the first movie. Yes. yes. Well, that becomes her character beat that she always falls for the bad guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and then in this, in this movie, movie, it's Justin Theroux. Yes, because they're ex lovers. Yes, mm-hmm. and she also thinks that the henchman, Madison's henchman. The Brazilian surfer is it's like super hot. Yeah. Which I mean, come well, on. I mean, come on. <laughs> that body. <laughs> it's Rodrigo Santoro. Okay. You know what's so- crazy is like a little side note on mm-hmm. Rodrigo is that I feel like, I mean, 
Rodrigo's been on the pop culture radar since before this movie. Yeah. It's one of those things that he was on Westworld. He was in 300. That's right, he was. Yeah. Yes. So he's been around for a while, but like it was a slow burn his career here, but I think but in in the director commentary for Full Throttle, McGee mentioned at the time that he that he called him the Brazilian Brad Pitt. Like he was like a big movie star or like just a big star yeah. in 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 Brazil and South mm-hmm. America. That scene where he's changing out of his his what board scene? trunks. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> so just so uninterested <laughs> in what's oh, going man, on. Oh man, I love that. The way he's just looking at Cameron Diaz, just yeah. like, why are you talking to me? Um, okay, so let's talk about Cameron Diaz, Natalie, and her what is her backstory? She's just like a bubbly like teen. She I always take it that <laughs> Natalie was yeah. the nerd in high school that just like just blossomed into yeah. the swan. Because she's yeah, but always she stayed in the with that nerd mentality yeah. too. Yeah. In the flashback, sure. she's like wearing headgear. She's the she's the high school mascot. Yeah, yeah. But she's just like having fun as that mascot. She's yeah. laughing. Even she just she's... lives in her own even little she, like, world. Fell, she's yeah. still like laughing. But then also in the first movie, in her little intro, she was on Jeopardy. Yeah, that's right. So she's she a won. so she's a genius. So she's and that's not, her thing. Yeah, is that you want to dismiss her as the ditz angel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. but she has a lot to offer because yes. she's smart. Yes, and one of her like angel character like powers is that she is the driver. In the first movie, she's like she's like driving the speedboat. She's like does this like. She does this like crazy U turn in the Second Street Tunnel downtown. That's, yeah, that's in, right. In like that Camaro or whatever, in like a two lane tunnel, which I mean, she didn't do it. A stunt person did. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so her thing is that she can fly anything, she can drive anything, and she's just really good at those kind of like, um, not all mechanical things. I think it's just like a driver capacity. Yeah. yeah. And She's she, the getaway, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she did that in the very first scene of the movie where the helicopter that was strapped to the back of the truck that oh they drove gosh. off a dam, <laughs> she got it to fly and there is like, <laughs> saved them all. <laughs> having revisited the movie now, I yeah. watched it yesterday. As and I also watched it today. Yeah. Just because. Why not? Just because. Um... <laughs> But you're just mentioning things, and I'm like, oh, my God, that happened. There's just so much that That it's like. helicopter on the back of that flatbed truck that they drove off the side of the (laughs) big James Bond opening of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't even think James Bond could pull that off. A little more Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. With the, like, the explosion. There was an explosion that, like, blew dylan closer to like the helicopter yeah grab on and fly away yeah that was barely dodging the missile and having it hitting the other tank yes oh my god i love it so i also like that it's a character note with natalie Mm -hmm. that she um really likes birds Hmm. sure she's a she's a ornithologist ornithologist yeah yeah (laughs) Because there's there's oh, two little right. there's in two the little beats movie, in the first movie. She knows she does the bird call. She yeah. does the bird call, and she knows where uh, she knows Carmel is where that the, one bird lives. That one bird lives. Yeah. And in this one, she uh, she touches the bird poop, and she knows what yeah. it came That's from. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this kind of interesting little little character beat. I forgot hmm. about that. I didn't put the two and two together. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, you just think that they're just like, they just know everything. They're just super smart. But it's specific things yeah. that they know. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Alex. Ugh. Who Lucy is, Liu. Who, oh, my so goodness. Alex is Lucy like Lear. a child <laughs> prodigy genius. Yeah. A gymnast. I mean, she's Asian, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, her dad is introduced as John Cleese. So I take yes. it that she's adopted. Well, they have photographs of John Cleese and an Asian woman. Okay. And her. Oh, okay. Sure. So she's only half. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And there's there's a couple of photographs and there's like an Asian mom with with John Cleese. But it is an interesting choice. Yeah. All right. In the first movie, she's introduced uh, horseback riding. Yes. Yeah. And in this. She just, she wins everything. In full throttle. Yeah. She's like. A gymnast. And, and like a mathlete, chess. too. Yeah. Chess. <laughs> yeah. But I think her thing is that she wins everything that she does. Yeah. She competes and she takes it every time. Again, not trying to make this a race thing, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. <laughs> but I know a lot of Asians that fit that description. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you're going to if you're going to compete. Right. Win. <laughs> exactly. There. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to me, her strengths in the first movie was like was it like computers bombs yeah she did this thing yeah. with like wiring and like yeah i think she did like a bomb thing and then she did like a weird wiring thing where she like tapped into like computer like in like sam rockwell's lair at the end yeah she was definitely the techie yeah. one yeah and whenever they have to infiltrate some uh, building organization. She's usually the one that's like the face of the operation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She's like the, the one plant. She's yeah, yeah. She's the plant. Yeah, yeah. Going in as the sexy scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the sexy coroner who mm-hmm. completely yes. like uh, like soiled a crime scene. <laughs> Did you know who the police officer is in that scene? No. Uh, he's the third Wilson brother. <gasps> Yeah, Shemp Wilson. Mm-hmm. What's oh. his name? Zeppo, Zippy, uh, Steve, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy she, uh, was also in that before yes. she was like. Yeah, well, and do you know big. why Melissa McCarthy is in these movies? Because she is um, best friends sister. with the screenwriter John August, oh. and he got her uh, got her little cameos and. Both of these movies. I think there was more in the second movie that was just cut. Yes. Yeah. Like time. Because she's barely, like, in the actual movie, and you there's, just see her. And you can yeah. tell that there's deleted scenes in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, where she was. With her and the Wilson brother. Mm-hmm. And, and Bernie Mac. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like your patch. <laughs> <laughs> she's really good at improv stuff. And in the she first is. movie, she works at the at, at the software company. Yes. Where, yeah. When Lucy Liu comes in. When she's, like, giving her the tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. They should have been, should have been more Melissa McCarthy in this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So those are our three angels and they're kind of their personality. Well, I feel like Alex's personality is that she's like, she's super focused when she's like on the job, but like in her daily life with her boyfriend, Matt LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more like ditzy. Yeah, she's constantly like not recognizing him, like or you like. You see her he's... juggling the life of what it's like to be an angel and to have a relationship 
yeah. a lot more. Yes. Yeah. And to sort of live these two lives. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you can tell that she's trying her best to make them both work as one. Well, in this movie, she decides to put her relationship with Jason, the actor, on a timeout. Is yeah. that what they call yeah. it in this? A timeout? A timeout. Because they couldn't call it a break because that would be too close to friends where he's from. So they call it a timeout. Um, but he's still he's still there for in, in this movie. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Alex's house is like this crazy like L.A. architecture yeah. landmark. This like Oh, my gosh. I love her house. Billion dollar house. There's like a waterfall in the middle of her house. Yeah. I mean, they make a lot of money. Being ha- her house is like I, built yeah. into a cliff or something. It's crazy. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Cameron Diaz just buys this house that's like oceanfront Santa yeah. Monica property. Right. Does I don't even think, does Dylan even have a house? We never see. She's introduced in the first movie as living on the houseboat. But isn't that Chad's houseboat? Yeah. Maybe just Dylan. She's just a nomad. Search. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because she she even said the most expensive thing I own are these boots. And Alex said, those are my boots. Yeah. So. <laughs> she doesn't have a lot to show for, for herself. Just her tiny Nokia. I think that she lives in a beautiful loft in downtown. That's <laughs> okay. where I think she lives. Or like in her car. Maybe a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, very I, chic. Trailer. Yeah, I could see a trailer. Yeah. yeah, like an airstream. Yeah, like Ooh, like yeah. what yeah. Brad Pitt lives at in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, that's like neighboring a drive-in. I could I see could that. See that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, tiny houses before tiny houses yeah, were cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. So this movie starts off with like this crazy James Bond slash Mission Impossible like opening sequence in like Mongolia yeah or something there's like definite like Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes because mm-hmm. uh, Dylan is introduced with a drinking contest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's um, how all women want to be introduced oh yeah and I mean <laughs> I I love Drew Barrymore um, same. Movies that made us gay all star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we did never been kissed. Um, she's great, but just sometimes some of her choices are just like Drew. <laughs> she, I mean, I guess the whole thing is that it's a drinking contest, and she's they're angels, so they're just like mm-hmm. in this world, the angels are just kind of like better than us. <laughs> yeah. So this, she's winning this drinking contest. She takes a shot, and it's just like whoop, just like. It's just like water. She doesn't even... I mean, even... uh, Even... uh, What's her name? Marion Ravenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Even she flinched (laughs) when she was taking those shots. But... um, yeah, Drew, I, I love her, but sometimes some of the some of the acting choices, like like in the clip that I played uh, at the beginning of of this, cutesy. Yeah, I don't know. You can definitely tell that she grew up a child actor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I still love her. Um, we're introduced to Robert Patrick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. From Terminator 2, who we love. The T-1000. He is the T-1000. Yep. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so at right off the bat, he like he's their uh, client, I guess. And we kind of get introduced to this idea of what we think the story is about and like in the first one it was this weird like technology thing Mm -hmm. and in this one it's this witness protection ring 
ring. Do you guys mind explaining to me the witness protection rings? <laughs> I'm curious if any of you can I, make sense of that. I don't know why they trusted two people with the entirety of witness protection. Right? That's a little odd to me. Yeah. And just... There's just, a there's a lot to just, question. You can't just put on a flat like like a like a drive. Yeah. Well, everything. they also they also never really explained how the rings worked. No, not at all. Well, we have just a little bit of this. Angels, you're aware of the federal witness protection program. Sure. People who've testified against major crime figures are relocated and given new identities for protection. The oh, identities of these witnesses and their families are protected by a program called Halo, hidden alias list operation. The list is encrypted on two titanium rings. The data on each ring is indecipherable on its own, but when the two rings are read together, their codes unlock each other. Who wears the rings? The head of the U.S. Marshal Service was wearing one. Ray Carter. Yeah, so that's Robert Patrick's character. When they, he was kidnapped and they were trying to steal the ring from him. Yeah, yes. and so they were saving him, and that's where all this ring business gets involved. I don't think we're supposed to think too. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing. Deep and into that's the, the thing about exactly. Charlie's Angels, <laughs> and you could even say say it about the TV show is that the plots are usually super complicated; they're hard to follow. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter because what matters is the dynamic of of the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and what they bring to the table. Yeah, and how they interact with each other. And yeah, I mean, that's just the essence of Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, but I do love Lucy Liu's explanation of the witness relocation. Right. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> why would why would that be said in that meeting? Oh, yes, it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We know what it is. I mean, witness protection program, it, it's kind of self-explanatory in the yeah. title. Yeah. But... It's set up here so that we eventually find out that Dylan herself. Uh, Helen Cass. Helen's ass. Zass. Helen's ass. Because we get all the Helen's ass jokes. Har har. <laughs> They're pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite assassin. <laughs> you must have been the butt of every joke. Oh. So oh, great <laughs> love it i love i love that sequence of when drew is introduced with justin thoreau in the car and they're listening to and they're listening to bon jovi yes oh my i gosh. guess that drew had to personally ask john bon jovi for the rights to that song oh really so they had to pull some strings because i guess that they couldn't get it or it was too expensive or something hmm. she and, just really wanted living on a prayer yeah and it's he like cut her a deal it for a good it song. i have to say when she's setting up that memory clip, mm-hmm. she says to them, she's like, you know, I was so in love. We used to just drive around listening to metal. I don't know if John Bon Jovi is metal. Living on a prayer is not metal. <laughs> I oh, guess it's metal I mean, to like a, like, it's like a kid. It's somebody from like metal. New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. hair metal is like a genre. I guess yeah. they would just call it hair metal. But yeah, it's rock and roll. Not metal. No. <laughs> At any rate, uh, <laughs> she was dating a lower level Irish mobster. Seamus. Seamus O'Grady. Ugh. That accent. <laughs> what do we oh think God. of so Justin Thoreau's shredded body? It's almost so muscular and thin that he doesn't look healthy. 
he, when I first saw him, and they were like, he's like this crazy Irishman yeah. guy. I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can definitely <laughs> see that. Yeah. And then he just spoke, and I was like, mm. yeah. But I There's guess that's supposed to be the idea is that he has like a like this Lucky Charms accent. Yeah. <laughs> so he definitely has a very like Iggy Pop looking body. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just like zero body fat. I'm sure that all lean. he was eating was like steamed broccoli and dried chicken breast for like <laughs> yeah. six months. Probably. Working out. <laughs> Like 18 times a week. Yeah. Every day. Just, I mean, you know, he was in prison, so he had the time. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that was the idea. He just, and plus, Justin Thoreau is just like a thin, wiry guy to begin yeah. with. So yeah. Probably yeah. It do probably that doesn't much. take that much for him to get like a six pack. Yeah. So, um, so she witnessed him like shooting some guy and she put him away. Yeah. And they put her in witness relocation and she became Dylan Saunders. I'd like to know what his, what his mentality was mm-hmm. when he was like, I'm on this date with this girl. Right. Things are going great. I'm just going to make this quick stop at this pizzeria and like <laughs> yeah. shoot a dude. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe he just thought she'd be into it. He Okay, so the, they cut to him after he shoots this guy and yeah. he looks back and like laughs or smiles. And I think he's got braces. Yeah. To like show that they're <laughs> like so young. Hot. Yeah. And he's got like a long like mullet going yeah. on. So I think the idea is that he's just super young and he was, I think it was like his initiation maybe. Okay. Into like the mob. Maybe he felt like he was trying to impress her. Yeah. So he was just like, hey, look at me. I'm in the mob now. Like, isn't this cool? But she was like, Isn't he like running the mob though? At this point, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's like the head of it now. Okay. Yeah. He's been in jail, man. It's been a long time. Dang. (laughs) He's done a lot, you know? Jail makes a person productive. I love the, I love the Cape Fear introduction to him in jail. And it's the actual Cape Fear music, (laughs) which is like, that's pretty cool. But that's just another McGee thing. He's He's doing that. If I'm going to do it. He's doing that. um, He's doing those crunches with his legs suspended. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sideshow Bob. Dylan's pictures in the background. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, but we all we forgot like how they figured out about the whole witness protection thing was from uh Shia LaBeouf. That's yeah. right. <laughs> He's also in this movie. Oh my god. Looking crazy. He needs a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> he looks insane. So this is like even Stevens. Shia LaBeouf, right? Right after. Holes. Okay, yeah. right after. Holes. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Shia LaBeouf is that Everything. there was at a time in his <laughs> yeah. career where everyone is blowing all the smoke up his ass, and I don't even think he believed it, but he was kind of posed to be like the next Tom Hanks. I yeah. think that he was on Time Magazine in a like an astronaut suit, and it said like the next Tom Hanks. You know what's funny? The the other day I was I was like on my couch and I was like, man, whatever happened to Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I think I was watching like Transformers as one does yeah, yeah. to torture themselves. But I was like, man, I wonder what Shia's doing with his life. And then I get like a a Snapchat from my friend. She was like, dude, I'm at the movies and I met Shia LaBeouf. Oh, what? And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. For real? <laughs> like, that's He's hanging out at the NoHo Lemley? Wow. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, he was really cool. He said to watch his new movie, Peanut Butter Falcon. Right. Yeah. So and there's a plug. Uh, things, he yeah. just directed a movie called Honey Boy. That, yeah. Which uh, I saw the, the billboard for. Autobiographical. It's about. It's, Did he it, direct it or just write it? He directed it. He directed it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he's also starring in it. And it's sort of just based on his life as a child star. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, I really want it. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon was amazing. I, I watched heard. that. Yeah, so it's good to see yet. that he's found his way as an actor. Yeah. That like he's doing it on his terms. Yeah. Know that he's like really involved in like social justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like he went through his like crazy yeah. Britney phase, yeah. Yeah, 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 and now yeah. he's just doing the types of movies that he wants to do. Yeah, and my hats off to you, shy. <laughs> I know. I think he was like, you know what? I don't have to be crazy. Yeah, I got this money from child acting. Might yeah, as well totally. do something with it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's good. That uh, I've heard good things about Peanut Butter Falcon, and I definitely want to see Honey Boy. They both look like really good, mm-hmm. good movies. So, Shia LaBeouf, twenty twenty. This will be his year. Ugh, please. <laughs> he's back. Um, but he's in this. He uh, is. He's playing someone who was also in the witness relocation program or witness mm-hmm. protection program. Um, his parents were killed by... The, o- the O'Malley's? The O'Malley's was or it? O'Grady's. O'Grady's. The O'Grady's. Now, how do they clan. end up at the motocross track? They steal some stuff from uh, the surfer. Sure. It, yeah, Leo. Yeah, he's the he the surfer's in, is Madison's assassin. Well, we don't know that he's Madison's assassin, but he's someone's he's assassin. someone's assassin, and they think his next target is going to be at the coal bowl, and it's Leo because it says Leo on the back mm-hmm. of the coal bowl flyer. That's right. Yeah. So they go out to this like crazy like like quarry pit in like San Pedro or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I guess there's really famous motocross guys in that scene. Oh, and they, yeah. I'm uh, not in the motocross no, scene, so no. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Most of that. Uh, well, that's how they got pink because because Carrie Hart's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and most of most of that um, most of the bike work is all on camera too. Oh. I mean, not the crazy stuff where they're yeah. like where they're like doing where there's close ups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's some there's some really cool shots where they do jumps and mm-hmm. they're like kicking their legs out and like doing all these crazy things on the yeah. bikes and all that's all that's in camera and yeah so that's how they got pink because carrie hart was her husband at the time and i guess now again oh. is her husband again oh. yeah sure because he's one of he's one of the motocross guys in it and then he's had a lot of songs written after him yes he has yeah. he's yeah um and uh some of the guys that are in it like as themselves also doubled for the girls and their bike work. Oh, I love all of. They the, put them in the like purple. And I love. I was gonna costumes. say I love all of the costumes <laughs> that they're wearing because they look like little action figures. Yeah, they all have like their color. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I would just, their I would crazy want that. Makeup. Yeah, yeah. I would want yeah. that as a Barbie to yeah. play with. Of course. Yeah, and there's there. I guess they're in disguise. I mean, Cameron just looks like she just looks like Cameron, but like Drew's got the like crazy shag. Yeah. Um, Lucy's hair is a little different, it's a little shorter. Um, but they so- look like go-go dancers, yes. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess there's a stunt that that Natalie does during mm-hmm. the race where she does like a backflip, like w- and then she lands, and, and lands it. Okay. Yeah. And I guess that's just like on- there's only one guy in the world, like at the time, that could do it. And so, so it was like a big motocross stunt, mm-hmm. and that's something that, of course, McGee would just be into and know. So, do they get? Yeah. Like, did they get the bike guy to do it on camera? Yeah. Then, that's so that cool. shot is like a real awesome. stunt oh, of nice. like a guy, and like it was a big deal for him to like go and like do the stunt, and you know, and and like 
edited into the into the action and it's in he's just there there's some behind the scenes stuff of him with just like the, the high ponytail and everything nice he's, nice it's supposed to be cameron yeah but but that's the thing it's like when you're watching it you're just like oh okay she did a backflip but i mean i guess doing a backflip on a motorcycle you know what it's kind of hard having gone and like my in my rebellious phase being like yeah i can i can i can do dirt biking that's no big deal yeah um i think i like took my like my friends were like yeah let's go yeah and i went like a foot and just (laughs) ate it so i i have experienced firsthand how hard it is oh yeah so mad respect yeah for sure those girls and you feel like oh it's just a dirt bike it's not like a hog or anything but still dirt bikes are pretty heavy so it's like to to, those are pretty big tires yeah yeah yeah. so so those stunts are actually when you see it in a movie you're just like oh that's cool yeah but like yeah but it's actually kind of impressive yeah um i could i could do that yeah but i love that pink when they're like buying in to this like i'm assuming illegal yeah like race they're buying in pink is just like three out of four don't cross the finish line yeah it's like so what they all die like explode <laughs> yeah. like what we shoot the others yeah. that make it yeah. <laughs> like how many dead bodies are gonna be on this course oh man and they're Her all just outfit and they're in all that just that buried out in the desert insane and oh, she's so ripped <laughs> she peak peak pink that was definitely peak Peak Pink's body. <laughs> oh my gosh! We saw Pink once in concert. She was really good. Really, we did. Yeah, yeah. We did. she flew around that damn auditorium. We saw her was crazy. during the beautiful trauma tour a few years ago. Oh yes, yeah, she was really good. Yeah, really good life. Um, so this is where we get introduced to Shia LaBeouf. He's Leo, mm-hmm. um, creepy thin man. Yeah, saves the day. Yeah. From the first movie, the, routine of, the return of creepy. Th- How is he alive? Creepy thin man, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he gets into some like shenanigans that it's just he walks away from. Like, yeah. What? Crispin Glover, interesting choice. I mean, he crashes his motorcycle yeah. into an overpass yeah. and just kind of like gets, gets up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those roles that you could have cast it. In- it could have gone in many directions of how you would have cast it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how they landed on Crispin Glover. Yeah. 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 I mean, in the first movie, it could have been a stunt guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But I, I, he probably was just like, well, I want an actor, you yeah. know, yeah. for the role. And, and Crispin Glover is known to be a huge personality, too, yeah. when you work with him. And he doesn't really have any lines. Yeah. But really cool, just adds to this fu- this fun like mystery. Yeah. You know, he's cool looking. He's in these like suits. He acts with like his entire body too. Yeah, yeah. like all he, his all his dialogue is just like screaming, mm-hmm. like crazy vocalization. Yeah. Just how he's like a little hunched over and how he carries himself. Didn't the nun say something about him being mute? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we have to talk about the nunnery. <laughs> that was the Playboy uh-huh. Mansion. Yeah, it's yeah. the Playboy Mansion, and that was. Carrie Fisher as the Mother Superior. Uh, did you ever oh see? Oh my God. That totally was. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't know that? I yeah. didn't put it together until I was like, oh my God. And she's even wearing the, the same habit that, um, that the nuns wear. Mother Superior wears in The Sound of Music. Yeah. Um, like all the folds in the habit. That's oh, very shit. specific to Sound of Music. And it, the entire scene is 
what is it, Lonely Goat Herd? Yep. Yeah. The Lonely Goat Herder is playing underneath the entire scene. That's why, like I was oh. saying, they're u- he's using these music cues as score. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's this funny, like, like German folk song, but it's mm-hmm. from Sound of Music. It's like it's specific choices to, like, yeah. you know, because we're using is this, nuns. Is this supposed to be in Catalina? It looks like it's on some crazy island. I yeah. I was like, are they in the Swiss Alps? Yeah, but they're speaking English. That's, that's yeah. all all part of the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. you don't know where they. I are. like to think that Catalina has this orphanage <laughs> built into the cliffside. Yeah, yeah, because it is the Playboy Mansion. But when they 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 do an establishing shot of this crazy like island, yeah, you can kind of see that they like glued on <laughs> the mansion that's true like whenever i see that establishing shot of the mansion i always remember the episode of the girls next door where they where they put a slip and slide down that grass <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that was a big episode that uh, yeah. i think it was kendra that really wanted to slip and slide down the lawn yeah and they did it at the end so dylan grabs this like medallion off creepy thin man and Shia has the same necklace yeah. that he got from the orphanage. So they go to visit the orphanage to like find out more. And they're Carrie Fisher's got some funny lines. They're all dressed as blue nuns. Blue nun was like a liquor. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Blue nun is like that. some kind of a liquor. That's why they're blue nuns. It's one of those things that there's so much attention to detail yeah. Yeah, that's in this where, entire yeah. movie. There were, they're all in these blue nun habits with aviator sunglasses, which is like, I just think is a great visual. Yes. Chewing gum. Chewing yeah. gum. bubbles. Yeah. Yep. And they do that thing where she's like, come closer. And they're in their like <laughs> desks and they're like scooting the them scratchy, forward. The yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then when she mentions the car... That he donated, which turned out to be he stole it. It was it was Rodrigo Santoro's car from the beach. Oh, the I'm not gonna pretend like I know what car names yeah, are. No, but... yeah, that car. <laughs> <laughs> that gold one. Yes. <laughs> the Toyota Testaverde. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. the ninety six te- Thunderbird yeah. G7. But the, but the way she described it, Mother Superior listed off the car and described it. And she said, numbers matching, like 19, you know, and she said yeah. the year and all that. I, I just thought it was a funny beat that this nun had, like, this car collector knowledge of yeah. the kind of car, you know, that he got. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a cute thing. Because, I mean... That's just also part of like the McGee-ness of it all. Yeah. Classic cars, you know, classic muscle cars, all yeah. of that. And just having this nun like rattle off this. And then when she said numbers matching, I like lost my mind. <laughs> and that just means numbers matching just means that like all the parts are original. Yeah. So nothing was replaced as far as like the engine and stuff like that. Like the serial numbers, mm. not just the VIN number of the car. So when you say a car's numbers matching, it's like everything is original and they just restored it or rebuilt it instead okay. of replacing things, which makes the car more valuable. So Mother Superior was up, up on her like classic car, <laughs> <laughs> classic muscle car knowledge. Could you imagine like in her office, she has one of those posters of like yeah. those bikini babes. Yeah. It's like the a cars. Lamborghini yeah. poster yeah. that you would see in like a high school kid's bedroom. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. So we have, uh, we've got the blue nuns. Um, 
that's where we learn about creepy thin man and his backstory he's from like a he was from like a circus or something yeah they think his family died yeah. in like a fire he for was a found Romanian wandering circus. that's why he knows uh that's that's how he can do all the like crazy like stunts that he does mm-hmm. yeah when he flips off that chair when he gets the haircut yeah Looks like a spider monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his really cool fight scene from the first movie. Yeah. With all three of them. That was a really cool fight scene. I remember getting that DVD being like, I'm going to rewind that. Is that the one that they uh, scored a Prodigy? Yes. Well, they use Prodigy a lot, but it was, that was the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in, in air quotes, Chinatown. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that they ran to from like the... like the gas building downtown i have questions with as <laughs> as much love and care as mcgee put into the locations he's also a little fast and loose with how quickly you can get from one location yes. to another the ending yeah. they're on the roosevelt roof and they go to downtown in one scene yeah, yeah. but i guess that's a part of the charm of it yeah is that it, it's it's a theme park version of la yeah and in the mm-hmm. first movie they they chase on foot creepy thin man pretty much from the biltmore to chinatown and it's like a 30 second like jog it's like three miles yeah right down the street <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's pretty as the crow you can get there quick in a car but i don't know if you can run it um so okay so now we've got the whole witness protection thing um we know that like uh seamus was let out of prison early and then we yeah. start figuring out that like other people are involved and Robert Patrick is actually involved and he's wasn't actually like the client, but he's actually behind it, I guess. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Have you seen the man? He looks like a villain. He looks like a villain. This is true. Yeah. I don't think that Robert Patrick has ever been cast as a, as like a, a law abiding citizen, a good guy. That would be the plot career. Yeah. Um, so when, Dylan figures out that like Seamus is getting out of prison and you know uh, he's coming after all of them. She kind of has this idea that like, okay, I'm putting everybody in danger and she's going to leave. Yeah. Even though she was so sad about the girls breaking up. She hightails it to Mexico. Yeah. To Tijuana. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when I, every time I have a problem, I book a flight to Tijuana. But yeah, but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, put the angels in danger because of her yeah so she feels like she has to remove herself from the whole situation and the whole angel life well that's the whole superhero thing that's why you want to have a secret identity because the bad guys are always going to go after your girlfriend Mm -hmm. first girlfriends yes in this case (laughs) case, exactly. (laughs) exactly um we kind of we talked about it already but when in the very first like crazy James Bond scene where um, Alex rescues Robert Patrick and he's like, how many men do you have? And she's like, Oh, I've got two girlfriends in the bar. And he's just like, Oh, but there must be like a hundred guys up there. And she's like, yeah, it hardly seems hardly seems fair. But the way she says like two girlfriends, like they very, they always, they always make it a point in the script for them to like refer to each other as like friends, just like yeah. this is just yeah. like these are our friends, they're these are not our family, coworkers, yeah. they're buddies, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why that's why they work so well together, like mm-hmm. as this team. Um, I mean, I think it works. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I think it works. It definitely adds a a cute little 
like cherry on top. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Um, so Dylan hightails it to Mexico, and she sees a ghost. A specter. She sees an angel. <laughs> well. Kelly Garrett. Hello, Dylan. Don't you have a case to solve? Well, I tried to outrun my past, but it caught up with me yesterday. And I put my friends in danger. They're in more danger now without you. Natalie and Alex are going to replace me with someone great. A real angel. Not someone who's pretending to be something she's not. Your past is what makes you who you are, Dylan. Don't forget that Charlie chose you for a reason. Angels are like diamonds. They can't be made. You have to find them. Each one is unique. Sometimes we search too hard for answers that are right in front of us. And then she disappears. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly was always my favorite of the original. I was going to say too. Kelly Garrett yeah. was always your favorite. That was Jacqueline Smith. And she was the one that stayed from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they famously had a revolving door. And also people like to remember Farah as this huge staple of Charlie's Angels, which she is, but she wasn't bitch only did one season. She was in it the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she wanted too big of a, of a pay raise for season two. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she deserved it. <laughs> this is true. Part freaking of, faucet. Part of the reason the show was as successful as it was, she sold a lot of posters. This is true. Um, I love <laughs> Farrah Fawcett. I mean, come on. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Have you seen any of the any of the seventies TV show? I, you know what, I have, and I remember little to nothing of it. Just right. how gay I was for Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> we own <laughs> the entire season or the entire series on oh, DVD. We do. Gosh. I actually watched the pilot before the two of you uh, got here today. It was really great. Well, TFTI. <laughs> so I know it was probably nice to have not worked today. Yes, it was. It was lovely. Um, <laughs> so my favorite episodes of the show is when they go undercover in the circus. Oh my god! Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> that one is really good, and that one uh, is with um. Oh, what angel was the replacement for? It was. Uh, it must have been Chris, uh, because it was um, Farrah's sister. Yes. So, and I think that yeah. was um, Lad, Cheryl Ladd. Yes, Cheryl Ladd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also love the crossover with the Love Boat. Yes. Yeah, the Love, love Boat, Boat Charlie. That's a good yeah. one. Um, I remember watching um, the 2000 Charlie's Angels and being like, oh, this is so sick. <laughs> like, you guys, like, this is a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, and then coming to my mom and being like, mom, have you heard of this cool thing called Charlie's angels? <laughs> She's like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. She was like, listen, bitch. Um, and I kind of started watching it because she was like, if you like Charlie's angels yeah. so much. And that's, what's probably pretty cool about all of these movies is it makes a younger generation discover the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I noticed in the 
episode that I watched today is that the original Townsend Agency, I think it's right off Sunset Boulevard, like in West Hollywood. Sure. Like, right, like turn the corner and it's on the corner of Sunset and like Crescent or something. I believe it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's sounds about right. Building with like white pillars, like I'll find it's it. It's fun to watch the show and look at Los Angeles from the 70s and yes. the 80s. Yeah. Yes, also also really cool. Yeah, Aaron Spelling, great great show um it's i mean it's definitely dated it's from the 70s it's a different time it's leisurely paced like 70s tv yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but oh i just remembered we totally glossed right over the pussycat dolls yes (laughs) so there was a burlesque explosion in the early 2000s yes indeed and yeah, so this was around the time of like Dita Von Teese being on the cover of Playboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh the Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. You would always hear like, oh, the Pussycat Dolls like put on a performance in like LA or New York or whatever. And it would always be like a who's who of like celebrities that like stepped in for the night. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and Christina Applegate and Lisa Rinna were there tonight. And it's like, <laughs> oh, cool. And then like the a week later it would be like you know, like the girl from like hairspray or whatever. Yeah. Nikki <laughs> Blonsky? Yeah. No. <laughs> just, just like, yeah. Some random people would just step in and be like, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was like super trendy. It was everywhere. And there they were. Front and center. They do a little a little burlesque a little burlesque number. Yes. They do uh, a a big an extended burlesque yeah. number. Cammy ends up in the in the champagne glass at the end. Yes. Yes. Like any great burlesque number usually ends. Well, what I noticed from the closing credits of Charlie's Angels of Full Throttle, there's a very special thanks section and there's like thanks, 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 thanks. And then the block like of the people that are in the special thanks. And mm-hmm. then below that underneath says a very special thanks to Dita Vontis. She probably came in to consult uh-huh. that day. I love that. Yeah. That's but cool. She, and she had her own line of goods. I love that. Yeah, she wasn't she deserves deserves it. It. in the block of like, and the caterers. Like she, <laughs> she just wasn't in like the giant paragraph. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, um, and of course, I mean, if Mick G's going to get like Robin Anton and like the full on, like this is pre pussycat dolls as pop music sensation. This yeah. is just the actual burlesque troupe with, with Robin Anton and like, all those, you know, those original girls. Mm-hmm. Anyone out of his way to get Dita to come and choreograph and consult on that scene. Yes. So. I mean, it very well could have been her um, champagne glass. Champagne sure. glass. Yeah. That Cameron was in. I remember watching that scene and being like, oh, my God, is this porn? Like, is this what that is? Yeah. And honestly... This is better than porn. <laughs> I was a hundred percent on board with it. I mean, they all—the three of them—look amazing. The like, costumes are yeah. so well done. Yeah, I mean, Cameron's little like—they do a little striptease with her, and then all of a sudden, yeah. she's magically in like a sparkly <laughs> bikini. Yeah, she's wardrobe <laughs> changed, complete aesthetic change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let it slide because it it looks really well, and she looks amazing in it. Yeah. Um. I feel like the costuming in this movie is a little bit more successful. In the first movie, I think there are a couple of things that are super duper 
period, very much like, ooh, like yeah. Drew's hair is a little funny. Cameron's wearing like the one piece denim jumpsuit at one point. Oh, my it's like gosh, a backless yeah. denim jumpsuit, Oof. which is so 2000 specific. Do yeah. You know what I mean? But in this movie, I feel like it's a little bit more like. Dare I say timeless? <laughs> right. Well, you can tell that uh, Sony threw a lot of money at this movie. Oh, for yeah. sure. This is a yeah. probably a budget of nearly a hundred million dollars. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the uh, all those pussycat dolls are in it, and um, the redhead pussycat doll that uh, Willem and Alaska were talking about. <laughs> Uh, Carmit. <laughs> Her name's Carmit. Uh, Is it real? Yeah. Uh, she's credited as treasure chest dancer. But also some of the other cameos, like from that scene, uh, the main guy that she's stealing the keys from is Pontius from Jackass. Oh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. See, yeah, I that's kind of a that's stuff. kind yeah. of a dated that's kind of a dated reference. Yeah. Chris Pontius is the guy that would always wear like um, he always wore like an American flag G string. Mm-hmm. Sure, and would he do like? Uh, he I would... mean, he did a lot of he did. He like stunts. ran through a taser. Sure, yeah. Thing. Would he just do like striptease numbers out yeah. in public? Yeah, sure. He yeah. was the one that would run around in a, in a G string. Yeah, just in okay. public. So I remember comfortable with his body. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw Chris Pontius uh, just at a restaurant once in in Hollywood, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I know you. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's the guy um, that they steal the keys directly from. So he's got like he's featured, okay. and then it says that Bam is in it, but I didn't see him. I Maybe did not. And I've seen something. this movie a lot, and I don't. I feel like I would have recognized him, especially since Pontius is there. Yeah, I feel like I would have been like, oh well, there's Bam too. But yeah, he's he's in it, and it says uncredited. I feel like yeah. as I'm watching Charlie's Angels, I'm just so enthralled with what's happening yes. and just <laughs> trying to pay attention to everything. There's just so much to take in yeah. that I, these movies. I miss all of this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Robert Forster is in this movie. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and McGee did mention Jackie Brown a lot yeah. when talking about Robert Forster. He mm-hmm. was just like coolest guy ever. I mean, he um, had a big uh, comeback around this time. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis is in this movie. He is. Is he? Yeah. And Demi was Moore this... shoots him at the beginning of the movie. And was this the time where <laughs> they were the still married? No, they were divorced. Already. So, but yeah, but I mean, that's just Bruce and Demi's gig. Yeah, is that they're divorced, but they still remain very close. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Good for them. Yeah, I think he asked her specifically, "Do you want to get Bruce for for this part?" And she was just like, "Sure." Um, and also, I mean, having Demi Moore in this movie was a big fuck fucking deal. Yeah. I yes. mean, she hadn't worked a lot. Yes. For like 10 years. And, I mean, she's introduced in this movie. Uh, the big thing at the time when this movie was made is that she was like 41 years old, right? Yeah. Three kids. Um, and we see her straight Demi Moore hair, just classic Demi Moore hair, straight mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. hair down her back, bikini. On the beach. The slamming, yeah. slamming, slamming body. <laughs> body looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, she looks so good. Like, forget for 40. She looks good for any age. Um, And she's just killing it. Like, she's just yeah. like. Yeah, and she hadn't done a movie in a while. three teenagers at home. Yeah, and she just kind of left Hollywood to raise a family. Yeah. 
And this was her big comeback. Yeah. yeah. And it's a and it's a fun role. It's a villain. It's like well, we don't know that she's a villain at first. She's yeah, just like spoiler. the angel. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we find out that she's like this angel that's gone rogue. She's the fallen angel. Yes, Ooh. fallen angel. Um, she's and, now playing God, quote yes. unquote. Yes, indeed. She's got a really good scene with Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she it, is acting in that scene too. And the, mm-hmm. and the other like interesting thing is that she doesn't have a scene partner. Mm-hmm. Like the voice is pre-recorded. She yeah. probably is hearing it on the day, but there's nobody there giving the lines to her. Mm-hmm. So she's she's playing this scene to a speakerphone, and she's killing it. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I actually have clip of that if you'd like to hear oh play it <laughs> yes <Okay. laughs> where are we madison you were never able to accept that this agency is about teamwork we're a family we do yeah 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 i know angels forever i've heard the sales pitch it was very seductive once Madison, you deliberately went rogue on the DeSoto case and put your fellow angels in danger. When we finally got you out of there, you were wounded so badly we thought we might lose you. You did lose me. You see, being an angel wasn't fulfilling my destiny. It was keeping me from it. Your destiny is yet to be written. Do not do this, Madison. Taking the lives of innocent people is not the answer. There must be something in you that's still good. I was never good. I was great. Shoots the speaker box. In her, like, red bottom Louboutins. What? What a queen. <laughs> yes. I mean, she is in fully in a bikini and a fur coat for half this movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And her crazy, like, nail yeah. claw thing. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, you- like, that's... If I ever reach that level, yeah. I'll know I've made it. I mean, her her secret lair is, like... The Griffith Observatory. I mean, why not? The planetarium, right? (laughs) Spins. Oh my gosh! The the, the dramatic spinning. Yeah. She she does like crazy like backflips and lands on like these stilettos. Yeah. Like again, these red bottom as one does. (laughs) We'll we'll reenact that next time we're at the at the observatory. Oh yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Her character beat is that she solved cases using the cosmopolitan bedside astrologer. Yes. So she was very into like astrology and, you know, reading star signs. Um, I I also really love that when Dylan is in this bar in Mexico slash Tijuana, she sees the cosmopolitan mm -hmm. bedside and she's immediately like, oh, yeah, it's Madison. Yeah. There's she's. It all falls into place. For yeah, her, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like there were no real context clues. I mean, there clearly were, but I'm, if I was in her situation, yeah. I was just like, oh, I would just be like, what, <laughs> what a coincidence that that's here. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, but I guess I mean that's just they're they're thinking on a different level that's than all of us. Very true. <laughs> they're angels. They don't have that brain fog going yeah, on. Yeah, there's, there's, they're not living in. They a can read a. Cloud. They can read a room like Sherlock Holmes. Yes, yeah. seriously. There's a reason they're angels and we're not. Um, could you see Courtney Love as Madison? You mentioned that when we were watching it. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe early two thousands Courtney Love. I I love Courtney Love too. I. I think she's great. I think she's. I think she would be a dead giveaway, though. Yeah, I agree. You As know? a villain, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like it, you're right. I think it just has to be Demi. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how how easy I would be to, or how willing I would be to buy like the stunt work. Yeah, right. Yeah, just be like, that's not going. Because <laughs> like with this one, you're just like, is that is it to me? Is she doing? Is she down the wires? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was Courtney, you'd just be like, all right. <laughs> so Mick G talks about on the commentary when she's at the Townsend agency. There's mm-hmm. all of these photos on the wall, mm-hmm. and apparent like you really can't see it in the shot. But he mentions that there's the all, Angels Hall of Fame, the Angels Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, and they added all of these famous angels that they kind of thought would be angels. When I was pulling in clips, this universe, I think yeah. I saw Jodie Foster. Yeah, and okay. I think I saw Brooke Shields. Okay, yeah. So Who he else? was looking for nice. '80s angels. Who else do you nice. think? Would well, be I think angels. Madison would have been with those two. Jodie Foster, if they go Brooke. three at a time, I could see that. Yeah, sure, right? Because they're about the same age. Yeah, yeah. But there would, I think there would be three in between those and the current ones. Mm-hmm. At least one set. Maybe like Kim Basinger. Like 90s. Been like a 90s angel. Sure. <laughs> Who else? I like the idea that there's a, a Charlie's Angels newsletter specifically right. for, yeah. for the yeah, angels. Yeah, she mentioned the newsletter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Alumni, alumni association. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to pay that. your dues. Yeah. yeah. Some like nerdy angel is like running that. Um, <laughs> I like though that they went with Demi because with her having like this long dark hair, I think that they kind of matched her up with Cameron for fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they th- played really well. It's like the yin other. and the yang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, cause Natalie is often wearing like lighter colors. Um, she's often, she's often wears white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her signature Spider-Man undies. Oh yes. <laughs> her underoos. Those are great. <laughs> I will say that I definitely went out and bought Spider-Man boys underwear <laughs> after I saw that movie. That's amazing. <laughs> and also, this movie, you, you got to have a scene with, with Cameron dancing. Right? Yeah. Yep. Cammy loves to dance. You got to write does. something with it. I think she's a trained dancer. I think he might have mm-hmm. mentioned that in one of the commentaries. I mean, she dances, she's, in, she dances in the mask. Too, yeah. And so, she's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty good at it. So, um, yeah. I mean, this movie had a, like its share of like detective work, stunt stuff, mm-hmm. like some drama a lot of comedy like i don't know i love it (laughs) (laughs) and it's like i like the new movie but the thing is with charlie's angels when it came out Mm -hmm. cameron ds and drew barrymore were just huge movie stars Mm -hmm. and i feel like that was maybe part of the reason why people didn't latch on to the new movie because it's like Kristen Stewart, while is like yeah. Bella from Twilight, I don't think... Who are the other two? Yeah. yeah who yeah. are the two, like, though? Mm. If anything, they needed someone to match Kristen Stewart a little yeah. a little more. Yeah. I feel like they tried. 
I think that they went after like Emma Stone and she passed. Oh, like no joke. You know, I would have liked to see Emma Stone. I would that. like to see. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end, they had Haley Steinfeld. Oh, right, right, right. In that little those, montage. I thought yeah. those last scenes of the movie were really cute, too. I thought they were, when they're training them like, all. Like, I wanted to see more of that. So yeah. I thought one of them in in the training montage, mm-hmm. I thought one of them was um, Abby from uh, Broad City, but it's not. That would have been funny if she was, was That would have been so great. Yeah, I was like, Abby, oh. Is Wait a second. And then I one of them the was from Riverdale and Hustlers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The blonde. I was reading an article um, because the new Charlie's Angels is so mm-hmm. topical lately. So it was just a BuzzFeed article about like looking back on the 2000 Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned, um, you know, the big thing in these movies is their disguises. And yeah. they're played for jokes. Yeah. Um, but there's a scene where they are in like a like a Moroccan restaurants and yeah. there's belly dancing mm-hmm. and lucy lou is belly dancing and so the i mean buzzfeed are buzzfeed journalists are like very quick with with the cultural appropriation mm-hmm. you know they're just like any little thing they're just like bah! and so i was like okay all right they're undercover yeah so she's belly dancing it's not like she was in brown face oh wait Drew's kind of in brown face. <laughs> Drew's fully in brown face in that scene. Yeah. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a very different time when you could do that in a movie and no one talked about it. That's true. <laughs> she didn't do an accent. No. That's I don't know if that would make it better or, or worse. worse though. <laughs> Probably worse. Yeah. I mean it's a quick shot. She's, you know, they're it's a Moroccan restaurant. They're in they're in disguise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. I I let <laughs> I give it a pass. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you just have to like look away and be like, "Well, you know, <laughs> it was a different time. We're yeah. doing better now." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. And their intention was not to make fun of anything. Their intention no. was we're in disguise. That's it's our... more ignorance yeah. than anything. Yes. True. 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 Let's go with that. <laughs> Mick G, cis, straight, white, male director. Yeah, let's, you know. <laughs> he, they, their intention was they're a bunch of male executives mm-hmm. and they didn't want to put it in a strip joint. Yeah. You know, so they were yeah. like, oh, what would So be- next best thing. Yeah. And it would kind of fit because it's like exotic costumes mm-hmm. and they would be able to wear like, you know, like fun belly dancer costumes. Lucy Liu danced and she did a really cool like memorable little belly dancing thing yeah um yeah (laughs) so i think their intentions were in the right place but yeah you know do you remember reading at the time when the first movie came out that tyra banks was like she really wanted lobbying for the third angel who was either going to be black well they wanted yeah they wanted to go ethnic for the third Mm -hmm. one in some capacity could you have seen this movie with tyra banks i definitely could have with tai 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 sure. Tai. Oh I my gosh. Yes. Now now that her name's Tai Tai, I can see it more. <laughs> um, okay, so did we did we wrap up this whole movie? So I mean, I mean the whole movie is building to the big climax fight scene mm-hmm. on the roof of the Roosevelt. Sure. Now there's a fake out where they're at a different hotel rooftop, right? Well, is the fake out at the Roosevelt? Because when they hand them Oh yeah. Yes. The the like 
the matchbooks. matches. Yeah. It says the Hotel Roosevelt. Yes. So that's where and they're th- walking through the the Roosevelt lobby too. Yes. And, but I think that they're, they're down sending, the street. They're sending the mob guys to the Roosevelt. Yep. but They're somewhere else. Yeah. But I think yeah. that they're down the street uh, on the rooftop of the El Cap. Those are the shots at least. Okay. Well, there are sure. the giant neon letters that say the Los Angeles. Yes. And so, which is downtown. The Long- yeah. and the Los Angeles Theater is downtown. Yeah. Too. So, but he but again, he wants to have just the angel in some form mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. In, in, I don't think you could see the rooftop of the You get the really good bitch fight with all of yes. them in the movie theater. Well, yeah, that's after the car chase that is uh accompanied by the cover of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. Yes. And I was trying to figure out who performs this rock and roll cover of this song. Because I was like, oh, this is an interesting cover. Is it Bon cover. Jovi? It's not. <laughs> it's Nickelback. Ooh, Wait for no. it. Featuring Kid Rock. Oh, wow. my God. That's like. Who knew that existed? Wow. I wonder if Elton John knows that exists. <laughs> I'm sure wow. you would have to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that one slipped past him. Jeez. Yeah. That's quite the pairing, right? <laughs> that's like a that's like a cursed like song. Oh jeez. <laughs> unholy like pairing. Like when you listen to that cover, chances are your phone's going to ring and it's going <laughs> to say 7 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't doubt oh, that song. Oh boy, I went to a Nickelback concert. Ooh. When I was I was heavy into Nickelback. That's Every, cute. Yeah, it it was. Love it. It was cute at best. Um, heavy into Nickelback, and I wow. still get made fun of for that. Hey, we like what we like. I mean, I, my first big rock concert was a Three Doors Down concert, so I'm not one to talk. Yeah, that's two peas in a pod. Three Doors Down in Life House, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that song exists. It's on this soundtrack if it's anywhere. The soundtrack on, like, on Spot- iTunes. So I can find it on like Spotify. Most of them are blocked out on iTunes, oh, so you that, can only listen to "Working for the Weekend," um, the Journey song from the credits, yeah, and like the new remixed theme, and that's it. Oh, lame. I know, right? That sucks. So you can't. I hear. want some so Nickelback and Saturday Kid Rock. Night. I know. Yeah. Lame. Well, I'll find it. Yeah, just buy it's the out DVD there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's out there somewhere. You can just listen Waiting to it. Waiting to be found. <laughs> yeah, so that happened, um, and then uh, they end up going to the premiere for Maximum Exposure Two, starring Jason. We notice what Drew is wearing in this scene. I loved. That outfit. It was. I mean, it's a choice. It was definitely a choice. And I was like, oh. It's like a wrap top and she's wearing pants. But it's also like a cape. It does have. Yeah. Yeah. It has like a flowy cape part. Yeah. It looks kind of like um, like a a new take on like a kimono. Sure. And when I first saw it, I thought it was Lucy Liu that was going to be wearing it. Yeah. But. It wasn't. It was Andrew. But. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. She, I mean, hey, she still killed it. <laughs> yeah, she did. I love that BG song that they walk out to. Yeah, yes. it's a good song. Yeah. There's some really good song choices in these two movies. The for... soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the new one, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I love that Donna Summer 
yes. Bad Girls remix. It's great. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, but what we kind of didn't mention is that like uh, Dylan's worried about you know Natalie you know getting married possibly mm-hmm. and like breaking up the angels. Up the angels, but it turns out that Pete is only going to he's proposing that they get a puppy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that he's already named. Yeah, they've already gotten him. Yeah, yeah. He he already picked it and named it, so he's just like here, (laughs) live with this. Um, (laughs) Could you imagine if she was like, "No, I'm not okay with this." Yeah, I'm a lunatic. (laughs) Guess we're taking Spike back. (laughs) Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Um, But yeah, but they're staying together because they're family and all that. Shia LaBeouf gets to be like Bosley Junior, the new Bosley. Yeah, because he one clue. So that means oh, yeah. he would be good He's at being a detective. Boss. He gets to stay with the mom from Good Times. <laughs> yes, he gets to stay with, with Wilona from Good Times. Janet Dubois. Um, so it all wraps up nice and neat. Even though they just were thrown from a moving vehicle 20 minutes prior. Yeah. Now they're like all dressed up. Cameron literally pulled a piece of glass out of her abdomen yep <gasps> oh my gosh that's right <laughs> yeah that was so metal yeah that was metal crashes was like, their car Ugh. into the movie the- into the orpheum yeah too mm-hmm. and it's a two-seater that lucy and drew are hanging off the back of <laughs> and get thrown from it but as these it are the this the is theater. the type of movie this is too yeah. Now they just yep. show up fully cleaned, dressed. Yeah, and that's very full makeup. They're, yeah. they're superheroes. They just went into like a phone booth and they walked yeah. out and yeah. around. And they were wearing <laughs> little Wonder Woman spin red carpet outfits. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, and it's all wrapped up nicely. And we get a cool like blooper credit scene. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. With the Journey song. Yes. Yep. And. Lucy Lou catching on fire in the the welding scene. Yeah, that's my favorite. When Drew's like, "There's an ember in my <laughs> in ass." My ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy though when like the Lucy's like handkerchief or whatever actually does like catch on fire. You see like somebody on set, their hands grab yeah, her. Yeah, they're like, like, "Oh no!" So fast. <laughs> they're just. I mean, it's crazy to think about like what you don't see like when mm-hmm. you know making a movie that there are people right out of frame mm-hmm. ready to just like put a fire out <laughs> douse lucy with the with the fire extinguisher yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah they're superheroes they're funny they're like they're badass and i always talk about on this they're podcast sexy. that i'm a huge sucker for Women getting along in movies and yeah, having sure. a good time. Yes. I fucking love that. Yeah. And I feel like this movie really celebrates that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people at the time kind of took that for granted in movies. Yeah. I mean, you didn't see a lot of female-led action movies. I know there's like Terminator and Alien, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean... But you can't just yeah. talk about the exception that, you know, that proves the rule the same three movies you know what i mean you but can't just like always say well what about those because major no. these are like yeah. three female leads in an action movie yeah and they're like i mean there's never been like oh you slept with jason yeah so yeah, now yeah. i yeah. hate you yeah it's just like oh dylan's leaving because she wants to protect the other girls right it's they right. never fight over boys or exactly. anything yeah and they're all they're all like big Stars in their own right coming together, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, for this movie. You don't see a lot of that either, 
Mm-hmm. Like, Which is why I like the bloopers also yeah. so much because it really drives home that like they're gal pals. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like they all three of them really shared the spotlight in this movie. Even though like Cameron Diaz is first build, mm-hmm. she yeah. was probably next to Drew paid the most. Yeah. But you never get that in how they sold the movie. They were all equals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's that shot of the first movie where they're speeding off in the boat mm-hmm. and they all have their arms around each other. And that's yeah. just like, girl power, man. Yeah. I love that. Fisterhood. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I loved it because, like, yeah, they got to be funny. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times in like in movies, female driven action movies, mm-hmm. if they're if there's going to be action, then they're going to be tough. Yep, mm-hmm. they're going to be hard. They're going to be maybe they'll be sexy, but they kind of got to be everything. You yeah. know, they got to show like softer sides and like just be more well rounded characters. And um, you know, I think it just has a lot to do with. Drew producing it and mm-hmm. just being just a big part behind the scenes. But yeah, it wasn't just, they were not just one dimensional characters. Where mm-hmm. It's like, we're tough. Mm-hmm. Like we worked our bodies out so we can look chiseled and now we're just going to be like hardcore. It's like, no, they were funny and stupid and silly yeah. and like dumb and girly, yeah. you know, and feminine and masculine and like everything that they needed to be, to be these characters mm-hmm. that like, yeah. And friends. On top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, there weren't like competing personalities. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And these movies tend to kind of get dismissed by people whenever you just casually mention Charlie's Angels 2000 in like a conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. People normally like roll their eyes, but I have to tell those people like, go back and revisit them. I mean, Bill Murray's in the first movie. Yeah. He, he doesn't is. just show up for like mm-hmm. nothing. you know he's notorious like picky and choosy about what he does um and also both of these movies open to gigantic numbers at the box office yeah like both movies opened at like 40 and 30 million dollars yeah even though like the second movie it cost a lot to make so it didn't make much of a profit that's why they didn't make a third one with all of them yeah but still i mean grossed over a hundred thousand a hundred million dollars yeah wow yeah. So Pete's looking at <laughs> I do own the Dylan uh doll from Charlie's Angels. Dylan's it's a signature looks doll. Pete oh. gave it to me for Christmas one year. She's got an action fashion body. I've got all the right poses. Read the back and you'll see. Wink wonk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Dylan kind of looks like Kathy Griffin a little bit. A little. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, look at does. it. She looks like Kathy. I was Kathy. looking at her earlier and I was like, oh man, she reminds me of someone. <laughs> when we're at the PCC flea market, sometimes I'll see a whole set of them and Ooh. I really need to buy it. Yeah, yeah, we need to buy the other We two. will track down Natalie and Alex. I don't recall this outfit from the first movie. Hmm. Now, they have outfits that you can change them into, right? They have, like, sets of clothes. There were two separate dolls made of each. Oh, sure. In different costumes. Yeah. So, like, um, Drew came in the asymmetrical, off-the-shoulder red midriff that she wore to Soul Train. 
Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then the second look, I don't recognize. You mean uh, Natalie? Yeah. Right? You said Drew. Yeah. No, I mean Natalie. Cameron. Yeah. And then Lucy has like this red, this red affair that she was wearing, (laughs) I think, when she was making, I know she wore this red at some point. Yeah, we'll po- we'll post pictures. On I'm Instagram. surprised they didn't do the um, the yodeling costumes. Oh, that would have been mm-hmm. those ones are Wonderful. so classic. Yeah, and yeah. they bring those back in the second one and yep. in the new movie. Yep, there's a little cameo. The, yeah, they got a lot of miles. Their out of outfits those. were in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. It was fun the way that they acknowledged these. Yeah, because they could have just been like, nope, different universe. And they build but... a whole Charlie's Angels universe and how it evolved. Yeah, and also we should probably mention the Townsend compound. Uh, yeah, Kelly Garrett, right? Yeah, Kelly Garrett is now Charlie, so she becomes oh. Charlie. Yeah, you I mean, I that? think that's kind of what you're you to see infer, that in the credits. That's that yep. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um. I just saw hands and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder who this could be." <laughs> there were some there were some clues that I was like, "No, that's it's Kelly." Okay. Um, yeah. So this was fun. This I was love fun. this movie. Yeah. Yeah, these movies. I want to watch the first one now cuz we just rock. watched part yeah. 2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, "No, I want to watch part 1." <laughs> I have to watch the whole original now. I know. Go back. I know. There's a lot of episodes of the original series, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we should. I definitely will. We'll go back and and watch the first one. I recommend you listeners to watch both because they're super fun. They're mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The first one has Tim Curry. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's got Bill Murray. It's got Sam Rockwell. Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. It's got yes. great people yeah. in it. Like a good cast. Um. So yeah, just as just as solid. I think they're both streaming on Netflix. Oh, they are. Oh, are they? Yes. Yep. As of December, they are both on Netflix right now. <gasps> yes. I think they're just added mid-November, I believe. So, yeah. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for Thank having you so me. So, so you, Lola, are a really good artist. Where can we <gasps> find some of your stuff? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I have an Instagram. Um, it's called Sensual with S-E-N-N. Um, I haven't posted anything because I've been taking a social media break because uh, social media is all toxic. Sure. Um, <laughs> I also have a Twitter. You can your, follow me there. Your tweets are really funny. I know. I'm a lot more active on there and <laughs> existential. All of my tweets are from like 3 a.m. when I come home and I'm like, the I'm going to drink to sleep. <laughs> best time to tweet. Right? Um, so that one is censored, but it's also S-E-N-N. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got S-E-N-N-S-O. R-E-D. I hope I'm spelling that right. <laughs> oh, God. We'll post links on yeah. uh, when we post this, uh, this that's, episode. That's little old me. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you for so having me. Um, uh, listeners, we are also on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. We're also on Twitter as well at MTMUGpod. At MTMUG pod. That's movies that made us gay pod. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us five stars on iTunes. It's and the best podcast. Yes. Thank you. It is. <laughs> and also subscribe. We would love it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed us. Uh, if you rate and review us, it helps people find us, I think. It like boosts us in algorithms. Yeah. Nice. Some, something about algorithms and science. Steve Jobs. Code. Yeah, coding. Code that Lucy would crack. <laughs> Yo, totally. <In> <laughs> so second. we're coming up on 
kind of our Christmas programming yes. for the later half of the month. There will be We're some, have some Christmas movies. Some fun Christmas movies coming our way Ooh. if you're listening in order. So come on back next week. We'll have a fun Christmas movie for you. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.